Today in Security from Wired. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off US versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous US China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Hey, I'm Wes Lacey with Wired, and this is what's worth knowing in security. You may not recognize the name MageCard, but you've seen its impact. A set of sophisticated hacking groups, MageCard has been behind some of the bigger attacks of the past few years, from British Airways to Ticketmaster, all with the singular goal of stealing credit card numbers. Think of them as the ATM skimmers of the web. And thanks to poor security hygiene, they've managed to hit 17,000 domains in the past few months alone. A new report from the threat detection firm RiskIQ details how MageCard hackers have found a way to scan Amazon S3 buckets, cloud repositories that hold data and other back-end necessities for sites and companies, for any that are misconfigured to allow anyone with an Amazon Web Services account to not just read their contents but write to them, implementing whatever changes they want, like, say, inserting code that steals credit card numbers from e-commerce sites. The Hack RiskIQ has tracked the activity as far back as early April. It first noticed the technique after seeing several internet supply chain companies get compromised in May. Rather than the typical targeted attacks that MageCart groups had deployed in the past, though, these turned out to be part of a new spray-and-pray technique. The MageCart hackers were casting the widest possible net, altering the code of countless sites that had no e-commerce function at all in hopes of catching enough sites that do process credit cards to make its efforts worthwhile. It's still ongoing as we're talking right now, says Risk IQ threat researcher Jonathan Kleinsman. All these guys are doing is just en masse trying to find S3 buckets that have been misconfigured and their skimmers are getting everywhere. Specifically, once the hackers find a properly misconfigured S3 bucket, they run a scan to identify any JavaScript files. Because the bucket's permissions let anyone write code to it, the attackers simply tack their MageCart malware onto the file, then overwrite the script that had been there. Imagine if a bank were to leave incontrovertible instructions to its tellers on a chalkboard. If you also have chalk and can find a little room, you can cause a lot of trouble. Who's affected? It's a more complicated question than it sounds. The easiest answer is 17,000 domains and counting, including, RiskIQ says, some that are among the 2,000 biggest sites in the world. But many of those sites don't process credit card transactions at all, rendering the MageCart code moot. It's also unclear how many actual S3 buckets are affected, since multiple domains can link back to the same one. So the actual answer, the one that matters, sits in the center of the Venn diagram formed by domains linked to aggressively misconfigured S3 buckets and domains that process credit card payments. Or more to the point, anyone unfortunate enough to pay for something on one of those sites before the attack is resolved. Which could take a while. 
Risk IQ is working with Amazon to alert the affected administrators to their exposure, but wrangling 17,000 domains takes time, as does making the necessary back-end adjustments. How bad is this? The issue of compromised e-commerce sites, however many there actually are, will have obvious ramifications, but the bigger problem stems from the method of attack itself. Amazon S3 buckets are secure by default. Companies run into trouble when they actively change those permissions, either somewhere in the development process or when they hand off cloud work to a third-party contractor. Those Amazon S3 bucket misconfigurations have caused plenty of problems before. The fallout, though, was usually limited to the exposure of personally identifiable information, huge databases of usernames and passwords and birthdays and social security numbers that wind up for sale or for free on the dark web and elsewhere. That's because those goofs typically give read permissions to interlopers, but not the ability to write code. The MageCard hackers figured out a way to scan for misconfigurations that do both. And now they know 17,000 vulnerable domains. This is a whole new level of misconfiguring, says Kleinsman. These buckets are pretty much owned by anybody who talks to it, which is on a different scale, a different type of data leakage. Pretty much anybody can do anything in those S3 buckets, and the reach of those is quite big. The MageCard hackers have a singular focus, credit card skimming. But it's not hard to imagine a group that thinks bigger, or at least with a more anarchical bent. With the same technique, you could append all sorts of malware to the same sites. Amazon has developed tools to help its cloud customers forestall this type of attack, including an essentially one-click block public access option that it rolled out last fall. Tweak that one setting and this problem goes away. But clearly, demonstrably, thousands of domains still haven't locked down their infrastructure with potentially devastating consequences. Nobody seems to have noticed this, says Kleinsman, and it's still going on at such an insane rate. Tune in tomorrow for more of what you need to know. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.